everyone and welcome back to the fintech podcast don't forget to check out our other episodes if you haven't already today we're joined by christian spoltenstein managing director of apex americas he talks to us about the importance of blockchain what the future holds for the fintech sector and agile thinking in the current landscape enjoy hello and welcome to the fintech magazine podcast christian thank you for joining us Thanks very much. Uh, nice having me. Then nice to be on this podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you. Um, I guess uh, the place we should start is if you could just please introduce yourself to our listeners and explain your experience as a leader, particularly in terms of the financial services sector. Yeah, as you most probably can uh, recognize from my accent, um, I uh, grew up in, in Switzerland, not here in the US. Um, basically went to school there and uh, made um, uh, all my um, beginning of the career there. So I started in, in banking and, uh, with the big Swiss bank and then uh, after a while I just saw, you know, there is something else out there and then I joined uh, a company called uh, Rouge International who was uh, predominant in the international payment space at the time back in Switzerland. So we started up as a, as a small business and became a quite substantial business in, in Switzerland with, with 40 uh, employees. Rouge International uh, was an international uh, company, a global company in the payment space at the time. Uh, after a couple of years, uh, became the, the general manager there. Um, and then uh, we were taken over by Travelex. Travelex uh, was the biggest company in the space uh, back then. And then uh, after, after a while, I got this opportunity with Afex to starting up Switzerland for the company, which I did. Uh, after that, I moved on to became the, the general manager of the European region. And uh, last but not least, my boss uh, asked me whether I would be interested to come to the States to make sure that we are growing in the States. Um, and uh, since six years, I'm, I'm here at AFEX and, and, and heading up the, the Americas region. It sounds like quite a journey you've been on. A lot of our listeners and our readers are interested in how leadership has been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. It sounds like um, sounds like you probably accrued a lot of experience in your time and fintech is such a fast moving, um, fast paced kind of sector that it often requires a very dedicated and very proactive approach. How would you say that you've been negotiating the challenges of today? Yeah, that's, um, uh, we are living in very difficult times, uh, as we all experienced and know, and uh, you have to have um, a couple of things always uh, keeping in mind, right? Uh, first of all, you always know what you, what you are uh, here for and uh, what you're selling uh, or what your business is uh, or what your mission is. And um, uh, to be quite honest, not, nothing has to change that much about that because uh, once a company is successful somewhere, and, and have a value proposition in place, then you need to make sure to, to, to professionalize this value pro proposition all the time. What has changed, of course, is a little bit from a delivery channel perspective that um, everybody is basically uh, working at home and um, not everything is available at the same, um, uh, on, at the same time and at the same place. So you needed to adapt, right? To make sure that you have a really good value proposition over the internet and all the companies out there, of course, not only payments company as we are, everybody, right? Uh, from the retail space, um, uh, insurance companies, uh, everybody needed to make sure that the value proposition and the services are available uh, over the internet. And uh, if you um, uh, are prepared, uh, basically, because this trend already 
uh, was ongoing right uh, before COVID. Uh, if you are prepared, and um, then then uh, uh, basically you are just businesses. Uh, you're doing business as usual. And when you joined Apex, how would you like? How was the culture of the company, and what values have you tried to impart to um, drive optimal outcomes for customers? So Apex is a very interesting company. Uh, first of all, it's still small enough. It's a company with 500 uh, people where everybody basically has a big impact, right? And especially from a leadership perspective, you're just not a number. Um, your contribution is very key um, um, to, to the company itself, right? Uh, you, we don't have layer after layer um, uh, bosses after bosses. We have a very flat um, uh, hierarchy, basically. Uh, and uh, having a very effective uh, executive team in place. So it's a company where we still know people because we are, we are only having 500 people so far. But on the other hand, it's, it's, a, it's an international company. It's a global company with global challenges and uh, basically um, uh, attacking global trends and uh, making sure that our value proposition is out there very competitive. So um, I would say uh, within AFEX, uh, you need to be uh, very flexible because uh, overall, uh, the international payments uh, space is a very innovative space. Uh, but also, you need to know uh, what you can do, right? Because uh, you have a, a big impact uh, in this company. And uh, last but not least, uh, you need to make sure that uh, you are always, always on top of things. Because at the end, uh, there are many competitors out there. Um, it's a race uh, towards the best products. And uh, when you don't pay attention, then you're out. But uh, when you are going with, uh, with the flow, when you're going with the trend, uh, when you are innovative, then you can make a big impact. And the growth potential uh, for us as a company is huge in this uh, so far biggest marketplace on the world, right? When it comes to foreign exchange and international payment solutions. You mentioned flexibility, and I think a lot of our listeners would definitely agree with you. That's such an important aspect of fintech in the, uh, in the industry today. How would you say is the best way to incorporate flexible, agile thinking into a, uh, into a fintech company, especially with your experience at Apex? Let me start a little bit with the journey here, right? And uh, give you a little bit um, uh, where we came from and where we are good at and uh, what, uh, what we are doing as, as a company. So we started in 1979 as, a, as a, an FX and international payments company. So our core um, business is basically we are providing a service to, to um, uh, commercial, uh, uh, to businesses out there namely be providing them um, um, uh, for an exchange solution by informing the customer what's going on in the market so that they hopefully can make a right decision when to buy currencies. Uh, additionally, we are providing them hedging tools uh, to make sure that they are, uh, that they are hedging uh, their risk. And last but not least, uh, we are very specialized when it comes to international payments. So we are able to send uh, funds all over the world in many different countries uh, with uh, many different currencies. But uh, as we know in the, in the last couple of years, you know, open banking and especially API technology came uh, predominant. So um, and many companies in the uh, fintech space, in the international payment space, uh, utilized API technology to make sure that they can uh, partner up with other companies out there. 
So a couple of years back, you know, the universal banks uh, were there and provided all the services. And uh, there were a couple of niche players like us who provided a very specific service. But with API technology, all of us uh, can make sure that we are enhancing value proposition with each other by partnering up through API technology. So our um, uh, approach and uh, here to be flexible was to build a really big um, uh, value proposition through API, basically mirroring all the services which we ha what we have uh, in our traditional ch uh, channels, um, uh, mirroring through the API technology. And now we are able to have a one-to-many approach to partner up with other companies and so on. And this gives us new opportunities to grow. It's also got quite a significant um, social element to it. This new open banking um, scenario is really democratizing finance in a way which was never possible before. Um, what changes have you observed in the shifting landscape of fintech? Oh, um, <clears throat> you're absolutely right, right? That the, the market um, is in a phase where everything is much more democratized than, than it used to be. So um, uh, a couple of years ago, really, uh, the different companies uh, had their value proposition. And um, uh, it was about, when I spoke to somebody in the lending industry, um, it was interesting, but uh, there was no interface. There was no connection between an international payments company and, and maybe somebody in the lending space. Uh, in, in the lending space. But now through to API technology and open banking, everybody speaks to everybody. There is a, a chance for every company out there in the financial industry to make sure that the value proposition they have or we have is going to be enhanced with the other part of the partnership. So um, the, the, the whole uh, financial industry became much more interesting because everybody speaks to everybody and everybody seeks additional services and uh, due to the fact that um, the one-to-many approach by partnering up with a partner with many thousands of customers can give us and the partner uh, much bigger opportunities to grow and uh, to provide a better service out there. Another very important uh, trend which is emerging is the rise of automation, especially AI and machine learning. What place do you think that will have in the future landscape? It will have a, a, a big. Um, um, it will have a big place, of course, uh, because uh, first of all, um, um, the data which we have uh, due to AI is so much better, and um, uh, everything can be really focused. What you're really seeking for, right? And also can use uh, those data to provide a better service uh, to customers, but also making sure that uh, we uh, can manage risk better internally. So it has an internal and an external aspect to provide a, a better service. Uh, additionally, you know, all those uh, trends when it comes to AI, but uh, definitely uh, the overall um, um, uh, operational trend, uh, which we see from a technological perspective, is also driving costs down. So overall, we are seeking, of course, uh, a, a, net, a better net uh, revenue by, once again, I repeat myself, having better data to service customers and managing risk internally and to drive down costs. Uh, both of those aspects uh, should give uh, companies like us uh, a better net revenue uh, internally. 
and of course, um, uh, additional money. As a fintech and uh, technology leader, do you have a vision for how AI is going to change and develop and potentially disrupt um, the risk management sphere as we see it today? You know, I mean, it's, it's just something which is, which is coming on. We have so many specialists out there, right, uh, here, here as well. You know, not every company has to uh, be a specialist in, in, every single, uh, in every single aspect of, of, of the businesses. Uh, when, when I take a look at the landscape, at the ecosystem, there are so many um, um, fascinating and innovative uh, companies who um, um, basically live and breathe uh, um, uh, artificial intelligence and so on. So a company like us uh, just need to just need uh, to 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 grasp the concept and, and making sure that we are partnering up uh, with the with the good company out there and uh, we need to make sure that we are staying on top of things because uh, when we are not staying on top of things you know somebody else will doing it. I mean it's 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 something which is just uh, uh, going on. It's a trend uh, which we can't stop and we don't like to stop it because. At the end, the data which we are getting is so much better. It's just a fascinating uh, time to be in and uh, making sure that, uh, that uh, our company is utilizing this technology and uh, making sure that we are becoming better internally, as I spoke uh, before. Once again, from a risk management uh, perspective, uh, from a patent perspective um, in, in, in so many aspects. And last but not least, uh, having this enhanced data to making sure that we are servicing our customers the right way and uh, focusing on the right uh, on the right thing uh, because customers are different right and this technology is helping us really to understand our customers better and then making sure that uh, we're providing the right services to them i think that's probably a very good point um customer centricity maybe it's the uh it's the cultural aspects of digital transformation which often get overlooked but they can often be the more crucial aspects What's your opinion of that and how is Apex making sure that it keeps in contact, um, really good touch with its customers? You know, we also here have to understand the trend, right? Uh, uh, definitely the millennials uh, were always uh, uh, much more eager to have a service through uh, internet instead of uh, a personal phone conversation and so on. So over the years, of course, all the services and the products and understanding of the customer became so much better over electronic uh, channels. And this is just a thing where we have to play uh, with. And uh, uh, this is just uh, something which every company has to think about it. And if you're not doing it, then uh, you're dead in the water, right? And uh, I would say also, and here I would like to make a little bit the bridge to, to call it, you know, also, the other generation, uh, I, I would say, you know, very simplified or every person out there uh, because of the stay-at-home policy, right? Uh, needed to make sure, of course, <laughs> in a way to get uh, um, uh, his or her service, um, uh, groceries and, and things like that, uh, to get those services. And, uh, everybody needed to use the internet. So it's not only the millennials now to, to be on this trend, it's everybody. And that's the reason I like to make the hint uh, back to, to our company. Uh, we need to be um, um, sure that our value proposition 
um, uh, is also provided as good over every single electronic channel as we would provide it uh, through, uh, through the phone. And um, when I speak about the electronic channel, it's also API technology. Companies who have this embedded are going to win the race. And it's not only an international payment solution, and it's not only fintech, but it's, it's retail, it's, 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 it's insurances, it's every services um, out there, uh, except they're really uh, a point of sale, right? Uh, is, is, uh, is, is, is at the point of sale, but everybody else uh, need to have a value proposition over the internet, even the restaurants these days, as you know. It seems from what I've read that the problems that we're facing right now can't really be overcome with a siloed or singular point of view. They're gonna require close collaboration now. With FinTech, they have the perhaps advantage of technology and larger companies, maybe they have the scale, but it's really the combining of those two things that are gonna allow them to both survive. Is that a belief that you subscribe to? And if so, how is Apex trying to reconcile that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, financial industry, the big banks, uh, they were the ones who could go after the, the, the larger customers because uh, first of all, they had the scale and then second of all they um, had all the products uh, all the the banking products under their umbrella and then of course um, a couple uh, of specialists and, and fintech companies have popped up but uh, due to their scale due to their limitation they could only survive in a certain niche uh, the lending space crowdfunding international payment space and you name it but uh, due to the newer technologies, uh, which are here uh, already a couple of years, uh, of course, uh, but uh, due to open banking and API solutions, all those specialists, including us, a combined value proposition can provide, provide um, uh, combined services. And now this puts everybody in the industry basically into the same uh, ecosystem of of, of, of a competitive of, of a competitiveness. So the bigger banks need to fear these collaborations and the smaller players have seen the opportunities to grow in, in different, different channels. Now, what do you think the challenges of the next six months will be in terms of technology adoption? So it's, 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 it's um, the race to the top. Right, uh, we are still in a phase where everybody embracing open banking and the API technologies, um, especially in our space. But the goal and the art is really to make sure that you're mirroring not only a, a, a tiny part of your value proposition through these channels. You need to make sure that you have a state of the art a service and value proposition out there. So we as AFEX, for example, when we uh, approach this 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 uh, this open banking. Our strategy was always we needed to make sure that we are mirroring every single service aspect which we have in our core business. We need to mirror it through API technology. So in the next couple of months, there will be a little bit of differentiator between the ones who have a very um, narrow value proposition and the ones who have a more complex value proposition to offer. And going forward, this will be even um, uh, becoming more important and more stringent because companies now um, uh, grasp the technology 
And now they need to make sure that they are adding uh, left and right uh, uh, different services and values uh, to make sure that they are the best in class. And what does AFEX do, or to rephrase that question, what value added services is AFEX incorporating to ensure that it does make it to the top? So, yeah, absolutely. So um, we as a company are very specialized when it comes to international payments. So uh, we as a company like to make sure that we are providing all those aspects through open banking and an API technology. So I give an example. Uh, when we were partnering up uh, with the credit union, we are not only able to make the transactions for them, we are able to provide their customers through a collaborative effort um, um, a systematic approach so that their customers can make sure they can uh, use uh, all uh, the transactional API which we have uh, to make the foreign exchange payments, but also we can provide all our um, uh, forward contracts and, and uh, hatching uh, tools through this uh, technology as well. And last but not least, uh, we can provide the reporting capabilities. Um, uh, we can provide um, uh, virtual um, uh, accounts uh, in this structure. And uh, we also can provide an, in uh, an incoming payment solutions for the partners out there. So the whole value proposition aspect, uh, which we are good at in our core business, we can provide um, this uh, through API technologies to all our partners out there. Looking ahead, what are the key trends or developments that you predict will make the most significant change in the long term? Um, I would say in the fintech space, right, um, we um, are going now in a third phase. So the, the first phase was really, you know, the specialization of all those companies. The second phase was in a way the collaboration of the different companies through open banking and API technology. And now the third phase is we will see some really big uh, uh, players out there who are providing basically a whole value proposition, an electronic value proposition in the overall banking space. We have uh, some, some companies out there who like to make sure that they have card services, uh, international payment services, lending services on the one umbrella. And this is going to be uh, very interesting to see who is going to make this race, right? Um, and um, who is uh, at the forefront. And uh, for us uh, to make sure that uh, uh, we are collaborating basically with those companies out there. I suppose we can't really have uh, a conversation about uh, currencies or uh, transactions without also discussing cryptocurrencies. Is this something that AFEX is interested in? Yeah, always. Um, you know, um, I mean, there are different uh, different uh, things uh, to take into consideration. There is the cryptocurrency aspect, right? Uh, where I think Apex is not willing or uh, interested to provide the cryptocurrency out there. Uh, there are other specialists. Uh, we are always interested, of course, uh, in blockchain technology in the grand scheme of things because uh, there are uh, opportunities uh, to make payments uh, through blockchain. And uh, last but not least, you know, um, uh, we not providing cryptocurrencies, uh, but uh, maybe there can be some collaborations um, uh, out there with uh, uh, cryptocurrency exchanges in a very closed ecosystem um, and things like that. 
I mean, um, overall, we are always, of course, monitoring the landscape. It's a very interesting landscape. Uh, there are some trends, once again, when it comes to blockchain, at the couple of uh, companies out there who are very innovative. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there are a couple of currencies uh, that much interested to play with um, uh, companies out there. Uh, who uh, embedded the tokenization uh, aspect of, of uh, certain uh, things, which are very interesting as well. We're always looking out there, what's going on, right? And, uh, and uh, they'll move, then we are ready to move in, in one or the other way, uh, when we think there is something in it uh, for, for us. And it's also legally and from a compliance perspective, the right time to do. Um, on a personal level, what do you think about blockchain? Is it uh the technology which is going to completely transform uh, transactions forever? Or do you think that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done before we can realize its true potential? I think it's both, but definitely, definitely think it has potential. Definitely things. And, and you see, you know, all those, uh, those labs and those big financial institutions and, and so on, and the whole market uh, with the hotspots in, 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 in different, um, um, in different regions of this world, it's definitely going to, to conquer in, in one or the other way uh, the market, right? I mean, uh, from a contract uh, perspective, not, not only from, from an international payments perspective, but uh, different contracts out there uh, are based on, on blockchain technology. And uh, this, this is going to, to be something uh, uh, which is, is going to be very successful in the future. But still, there's a lot of, of things going on in, in the labs, right? Um, and right now, right now, there's still a lot of things to do. And there are still a lot of uncertainties uh, where to use it, how to use it uh, from a compliance and legal aspect and so on. But uh, definitely in the next couple of years, this is something uh, which, we, uh, which we will, uh, everybody of us um, in, in one or the other way will, will, uh, will play in. Bringing the conversation back to COVID-19, it's been seen by a lot of people as a catalyst for digital transformation that perhaps was already kind of burgeoning, but now has really been kind of let out of the stable. Is that your view? And if so, what might the landscape of the industry look like from a digital transformation perspective, say in the next year or so? Yes, absolutely. So, um, as you as as you mentioned, right, the, the transformation was uh, basically going on uh, quite a long time, but of course, uh, with, with just uh, some specific people. Of course, uh, this this um, uh, this um, this crowd became bigger and bigger. But um, you know, the millennials are definitely uh, people where their preferred uh, uh, way of doing business is uh, through through the internet and electronic channels and uh, less over the phone or at the point of sales, right? So this, this, this trend was always here, but COVID really who needed to make sure in a way to survive and, and make sure that they are um, uh, getting um, their, their, their products in one or the other way. So everybody uh, basically needed to make sure that uh, the internet was ready for them to, to, to make some businesses out there. Uh, this is one, one aspect, right? Uh, the second aspect uh, was, of course, um, uh, all of us uh, needed to work from home. So the internet was basically the only communication tool internally and externally. And um, um, uh, this speeded up uh, the things as well. So this trend 
was really speeded up by COVID. And, uh, and now I, I would say it's going to stay. Um, uh, all the concepts out uh, are going to stay as well. You know, working from home became uh, more important for many companies out there, even for the ones who just told, you know, we will never have a policy from work from home. As you say, um, a lot of companies probably wouldn't have considered anything like remote working maybe at the end of 2019, but now the genie's out of the bottle. And it's something that, uh, that a lot of people are awakened to and have seen it's a good thing. However, it does, of course, have the drawback that cybersecurity um, becomes more of an issue. How has AFEX been factoring in the increasing uh, importance of cybersecurity in daily operations? Yeah, here, here as well, you know, the, the trend um, has been going on for, for quite a while um, that um, um, cybersecurity is, of course, a very important thing. There's a whole industry, of course, out there who are providing very good services. Uh, we as a company are always uh, um, on the hook, you know, uh, to make sure that we are really uh, safeguarded, you know, with different, uh, with, with different aspects and have our, uh, have our security uh, in-house. So we were always a company who uh, took this as a strategic initiative, basically to be uh, as, as secure as, as possible. And, you know, I mean, going forward, um, it's definitely a trend, uh, definitely an industry which is going even faster. And uh, their products becoming more intelligent and, and, and better. And once again, this COVID-19 just speeded up the trend and enhanced basically the need of cybersecurity. So this industry is definitely benefiting from this whole pandemic situation. But without the pandemic situation as well, I mean, this is, this is, a, this is an industry where things are becoming better, things are becoming more smart and and. It's, it's a growing industry and every single company out there who is playing, of course, in the space uh, through electronic channels, have a value proposition out there and so on, uh, need to take uh, cybersecurity very seriously. And if not, then you have a threat, of course, to go, uh, to go under. As we have seen even a couple of bigger companies in our space, right, uh, lately, uh, who were not that good prepared and uh, paying the price for that. Do you partner with any RegTech companies to make sure that you're fully compliant in this new normal? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, we have different partners, you know, in different aspects. Um, um, and um, I mean, uh, I, I'm thinking about our own uh, safeguard systems, but I also think, so we, we have a different partner, ensure that we are as we can't afford, right, to have a scandal. We can't afford uh, to lose, uh, um, uh, to have data stolen or uh, to be in, in a bad situation. We invest in uh, quite a lot of money in, um, in cybersecurity or in security aspects, in the security business aspects overall. Christian, I think we've managed to cover quite a lot of topics there, but now I'd like to turn it over to you and ask, do you have a key message for our listeners, um, either about AFEX or an opinion you have perhaps on a key topic which is particularly pressing for you? You know, um, uh, a key topic, uh, not specific, but uh, I just um, uh, like to say, you know, the world is so interesting and uh, it's so fast what's going on. And uh, basically, um, uh, something which I like to do 
is to have an open mind, right? And uh, making sure to stand uh, what's going on around me, of course, from a business perspective, but also from a leisure time perspective, much as possible. And uh, making sure that I have uh, my discussions with, with many different people out there, just to make sure that I'm, I'm going with the flow. This world is very interesting and um, uh, a company or a person can take this as a challenge in life and making sure that the information is flowing into your brain by discussing um, many aspects and reading many aspects out there and, and take this as a, as a challenge and um, as, a, as, a, as a great thing in life. That's marvellous. Well, Christian, that brings us to the end of the questions. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you, learning more about Apex and your unique view on the industry. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks very much for having me. That's wonderful. Christian, uh, it's been a real pleasure. You were a great interviewee. Thank you once more for taking the time to speak with us. Thanks very much and uh, have a nice evening. And, yeah, uh, you too. Yeah, speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.